Hello. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. Greetings and blessings, good tidings, um, thoughts, feelings, whatever is already here in this moment. I am glad that you're here. Welcome and thank you so much for listening. Let's take a moment just to gather ourselves. All right, spiritual but not religious. Yes. I was thinking about like, what is this podcast? Like who's, for whom is this podcast for? And I think it's somewhere along the lines of those who might consider themselves to be spiritual, but not religious. In that, I think that a lot of people I know are, have some notion of the divine or of like the good or the light, but obviously, organized religion has not served them well. And so they have like a bitter taste in their mouth towards a lot of things that are associated with religion. <clears throat> and I think that sometimes it's easy to get caught up on all the the dogma and the things that one might not agree with. Um, you know, classic example, child molestation, right? I guess let's just, you know, trigger warning too late. It's okay, though. You know, it's okay. We all have trauma, and we are all in pain, and we are all just working through it. And that's part of the alchemization process of materiality. I believe that that's part of why I chose to be here, is that my soul desired to move forward and to continue to grow. And so part of that is coming down into the material world of uh, the place of tension and to push myself beyond my comfort. And so that's why I have faith and I know and I trust that when I die, there's not really anything to be afraid of. I've experienced death before and it's really quite nice. You know, that's me. Um, maybe some people... I think, you know, if one is dies from a particular addiction or in a traumatic situation that the soul can have a little bit of trouble and needs like a little bit of help and guidance uh, so as to not get um, stuck here and turn into a ghost. <laughs> and so, but that overall, I think that most people's souls are going to be just fine. And so it's really, this is like my testimony this is my gnosis that I'm sharing. This is one way of me describing the world, um, the interconnectivity of all things. Let nothing that I say ever be taken as the essential truth about the matter. Because if I were to ever express the entirety of truth, it would be in just like a moment of silence. My words are always fluctuating. My opinions often change or they go deeper in insight. And it's really about take what you want and leave the rest. I have been wondering about my role in what is this podcast. And I think part of it is 
I think I'm here to reawaken Western mysteries to many people who have a bad taste in their mouth from religion. Because these psalms go back before Judaism. I mean, these stories go back before the Bible, the story of the flood. I mean, every, the historians know that this goes back at least to ancient Samaria. And that a lot of these stories about chaos and then order winning out over chaos, like, that's what, like, this Bible, like, that's what's going on here along with, like, some political agendas. And so I think people really, really get caught up on the political agendas of the word and haven't really matured beyond that to be able to sort of, again, I'll say it a few times, Take what you want and leave the rest. It's really about a matter of my own personal relationship and devotion to the divine, to higher principles, who are the gods to whom I serve, and where do they guide me? Cultural appropriation. Hmm. This might be a little controversial for me to say. But I don't think that you can culturally appropriate the spirit world. Because true spirit contact is about relationship and it has nothing to do with the color of one's skin or where one is born or wasn't born. There are certain connections that we have more easily and readily available to us because of where we come from, right? So our ancestors and the gods whom our ancestors worshiped. And so that can be like a pathway in. And so I would say, you know, Buddhism, obviously, y'all know I love Buddhism, namaste and and shit. Um, But don't discount the Western mysteries. Like don't discount, don't get caught up in the dogma allow yourself to be open to receiving like greater mysteries like okay so you know how buddhist monks will chant right and you're like what is where's the christian version of that where's the jewish where's the western version of that and it's right here in the psalms like if you want to have the experience of being like a buddhist monk and what it feels like to chant Light some frankincense or don't and just read the Psalms. Just start with Psalm 1 and then just like read them, like let them roll, like get in a trance. Like that's what's going on here is you're raveling and unraveling patterns. You're tapping into greater like, you know, metaphysical vibrations, right? You're raising your vibrations by doing that sort of thing. And so I would say, Give yourself the gift of detachment from dogma. You know, allow yourself to mature, wherein like you allow the truth to reveal itself to you on like a higher level. Throw out the Ten Commandments. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. We don't need them. I don't think that we need them anymore. I don't know if you know this or not, but... When Moses went up to the mountain and received the Ten Commandments, that actually, that's not what he first received. That when he first received tablets, I believe that he received the Kabbalah, which we could qualify as like 
God's greater wisdom. And that whenever he came down, the people were worshiping a golden calf. So like the old religion, but the new one, it was time for a new turning, but they weren't ready for it yet. And so Moses cast those tablets down into the ground and they shattered. And so he went back up to the mountain and then received the Ten Commandments. So because men were not ready to receive the fullness of God's wisdom, i.e. that we are human beings and we are constantly evolving, that it was apparently we needed particular, don't do this, do this, don't do that, do this. But that I think that we're at a point now where we kind of already know that. And even the rules themselves aren't really doing us much good, right? Thou shalt not kill. We have this posted outside, you know, <laughs> outside um, courtrooms, right? I mean, I, do I need to say any more? Thou shalt not kill. We have been, we have had these Ten Commandments and we're like, we don't even listen to them. Nobody follows these Ten Commandments like, you know, these are like general guidelines that we've totally like been dismissed of like, why? Like, why is it good to not lie? Because it's about building trustworthiness and integrity and that these principles have like deeper metaphysical truths. And so we're taught like the basic like kindergarten version. And so basically, I think that part of why I'm here is to be a distributor of the weight and by that I mean to unlock a deeper level of gnosis take what you want and leave the rest I guess I'm gonna I have more to say about this but I think I'm gonna continue it on to the next episode for tomorrow and actually just focus right here now on Psalm 68. Um, <clears throat> if you're about to or have received a severe imprisonment, then Psalm 68 is your friend. And so as well, if you have a very severe fever and the doctors and medications that you have have, you know, your traditional Western medication da, 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 has not worked out for you, or so alongside that, then pray Psalm 68. So severe imprisonment or severe fever, Psalm 68 with a prayer to the divine name, Yah. And now I'm going to clear my throat and read this wonderfully long and wonderful psalm. <coughs> yes. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Sing to God, sing praises to his name, extol him who rides on the clouds, by his name Yah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families, he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. 
but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. O God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook, the heavens also dropped rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You, O God, sent a plentiful rain, whereby you confirmed your inheritance when it was weary. Your congregation dwelt in it. You, O God, provided from your goodness for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Kings of armies flee, they flee, and she who remains at home divides the spoil. Though you lie down among the sheepfolds, you will be like the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scattered kings in it, it was white as snow in Zalmon. A mountain of God is the mountain of Bashan, a mountain of many peaks is the mountain of Bashan. Why do you fume with envy, you mountains of many peaks? This is the mountain which God desires to dwell in. Yes, the Lord will dwell in it forever. The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them as in Sinai, in the holy place. You have ascended on high, you have led captivity captive, you have received gifts among men, even from the rebellious, that the Lord God might dwell there. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation, Selah. Our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. But God will wound the head of his enemies, the hairy scalp of the one who still goes on in his trespasses. The Lord said, I will bring back from Bashan, I will bring them back from the depths of the sea, that your foot may crush them in blood, and the tongues of your dogs may have their portion from your enemies. They have seen your procession, O God, the procession of my God, my King, into the sanctuary. The singers went before, the players on instruments followed after. Among them were maidens playing timbrels. Bless the Lord God in the congregations, the Lord from the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin, their leader, the princes of Judah and their company, the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali. Your God has commanded your strength. Strengthen, O God, what you have done for us because of your temple at Jerusalem. Kings will bring presents to you. Rebuke the beast of the reeds, the herd of the bulls with the calves of the peoples, till everyone submits himself with pieces of silver. Scatter the peoples who delight in war. Envoys will come out of Egypt. Ethiopia will quickly stretch out her hands to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth, O sing praises to the Lord, Selah. To him who rides on the heaven of heavens which were of old, Indeed, he sends out his voice, a mighty voice, ascribes strength to God. His excellence is over Israel. His strength is in the clouds. O God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God.